You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 42. What up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic day, evening, afternoon, morning, whatever time you might be listening to this. So, the other day, I was sitting on my front porch, and it was a really nice day outside. There was a breeze. It was warm, just kind of like the perfect temperature, in my opinion. And I was staring out at the horse pastures and watching my furry babies walking around, picking up any little bits of snacks that they could find, which, if you don't know, I live in the desert, so they don't really get this, like, big, beautiful green pasture like they used to in California. But, hey, one day I'll get those back. But, anyways, that's besides the point. So it was probably like one o'clock in the afternoon. I had just finished all of my morning work tasks and this was really what I considered to be like my lunch break, my little midday break. I always try to go outside for a little while every day since I just sit at my computer so much. And while I was sitting there on the porch, it hit me. This life I get to live is a major blessing. And I don't say any of this to brag, so like, please don't take it that way. But it just hit me that while so many people in the world are waking up and going to a job that they absolutely hate for nine hours a day, I get to be here working on my own schedule, staying home to hang with my dog and my horses and my someday kids. I I just really had to let that sink in. And all of that hard work that I had poured into for years and I still continue to pour into every single day, it's, it's paid off. Like, I'm here. And at 25 years old, I'm just living this life that my 18-year-old self would have never imagined that I'd be doing right now. Now, again, don't think that this is like it for me, This that I am just living my dream life and I'm here to tell you all about it, that this is just, this is it, doesn't get any better than this because that's not true at all. Um, I have big aspirations and I'm really nowhere near them yet, but I live a very simple life. My life is not glamorous. And to give you a little bit of perspective, the house I currently live in is a rental. It is on 50 acres, which is amazing, but it's, you know, kind of out of date. It's a little run down in a lot of ways, but I love this little ranch house and it feels like home to me and I get to have my horses here with me, which is something that I just never thought would happen in my 20s I thought that was going to be something like eventually I'd be able to buy a house with property or whatever and again I don't own this house but I'd have a house on property in my 40s or 50s or something Um, that's just what I thought was going to happen I just thought there's no way I'll ever be able to afford a mortgage or rent for something like that Um, But I guess what I'm trying to say is that while this life I live is not perfect, it's just everything that I could have possibly wanted. It's more than what I possibly could have imagined for myself at this point in my life. And to be able to do what I love full time is the most incredible feeling. And knowing that I was able to start from a start a passion from the ground up and now help financially support my growing family is just like mind-blowing to me it's wild but how did I get here I had to like think about that and all these thoughts you know I'm I'm reminiscing on all this like beautiful stuff that's surrounding me and how amazing it is that I get to live here and really let that sink in but I also thought how did I even get to this point like it's crazy 
And honestly, when I think back on the past several years, it feels kind of blurry because I remember being 18 years old, still living at home and thinking I was just rolling in the dough because every dime I made from my business was really just all pocketed and I didn't have to go get a nine to five job. I was super blessed with like extremely supportive parents and they believed in my dream. They believed in my business. And so I lived at home and I worked for myself. I had a horse training business and I gave horseback riding lessons. So that was some extra income. And then I was just starting my photography business. Um, Definitely made more with the horse training stuff in the beginning, though. Um, But I was trying to get the photography thing up and going. And I thought I was rolling in the dough, right? Because, like, I've got to pocket pretty much everything. It was all profit. And um, I, you know, didn't have a lot of expenses at that time living at home. My parents did pay for a lot of my stuff. I paid for my horses and I paid for gas and things like that. But... Um, you know, didn't have to pay rent or anything like that. So truly blessed. I was able to save a lot. And then at 20, I moved out for the first time and I was able to support myself. Again, I still didn't have like a ton of expenses at that point. And my parents helped me out with some stuff. Um, but I was able to pay for the bills that I did have, the small rent that I had at that point. Um, I was able to afford it. And then I also did get a little part-time job working on a ranch as well. So that helped. Um, But at 21, I moved back home from college because that's when I moved out. I moved to a college and I moved back home and then I stayed at home again. My parents had bought property and I lived with them on the property and got to have my horses there and stayed there for a couple more years. And then I moved out for good at 23, which I know y'all might be thinking that's super old. But keep in mind, I had a plan and I made sacrifices and like, yeah, maybe living with your parents is like kind of weird after a while. But, um, you know, I it was honestly like a totally fine situation. I could do pretty much whatever I wanted to do. Like it was fine. But um, and I was able to save a lot of money. So it worked out. Um, but even at 23, When I was still at home, I thought to myself, how the heck am I going to make enough to afford a house payment or an apartment, you know, rent payment all on my own? Because when I really thought about my finances, because that's the thing, being living at home when you're not really having to think about your finances, like, you know, you're never going to need, like, you're never really going to be in a pickle at that point. You don't, at least I didn't, I didn't really think about what would happen if, you know, I did move out tomorrow. Like, what would I do? I just, that didn't even cross my mind for such a long time. And then when it finally did, I was like, oh crap, I don't make enough money to support myself or I don't feel like I do at least, you know, I I just had to do my best guess of like what everything was going to cost. And I definitely did not make very much as much as I thought I was when you look at all the expenses that you're gonna have to pay. And I, you know, it was scary. And I thought there's no way, how am I ever gonna move out? To be honest, it is such a God thing because somehow I made it. And the fact that I moved out and it just happened, like it was kind of sudden and random and like there's, I mean, it's, there's a whole lot of things in there, but I, you know, moved out. And I was still like so determined to not have a nine to five job. So I just hustled like crazy. I hustled like I had never hustled freaking before. And somehow I was able to pay my bills each month and make enough to pay rent. And the Bible says that God will provide and 
let me tell you, he did just that. I had plenty of moments where I wondered where my next paycheck would come from, but it always seemed to show up. And there was a season where I was living paycheck to paycheck, but I pulled through. I was so determined to not get another job. The thought of working for someone else just put an ache in my stomach. And again, that might sound a little bougie, like get over it, Sarah. So many people have to do that. I get it. I would have done it if I had to, but somehow it all just worked out. And I owe all of that to the Lord because I just, I, when I was not working, my knees were on the ground and I was praying that he was going to help me through it. And I don't know that I would necessarily recommend doing what I did. I would recommend praying about it for sure. But just kind of taking that leap, jumping off blind and hoping for the best. Don't know that I would recommend doing that. But if you are starting a business or maybe you have had a business for a while now and you're wondering when you should take that leap to full time, I just want to give you some things to consider or think about first before doing that. So in this episode today, I know this intro was like really long, but in this episode, I'm going to break down the top five things that I think you should do before going full-time in your business and how to know when you're ready to take that plunge. So we will get into all of that and more right after this. Hey, my name is Sarah and I'm a Western photographer, a business educator, and a marketing nerd. But most of my friends just know me as the crazy horse girl. My journey started when I bought my $800 horse at 14 and that manifested into a business that changed my life. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur and I have made it my mission to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so they can live that small town dream life that they desire while achieving goals bigger than they ever could have imagined. Around here, we cover all things marketing, social media, branding, content creation, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. If you're ready to get to work, learn how to uplevel your business and your life and get a little rowdy too, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey photographer, are you struggling with what to say to your clients when you get an inquiry in your email inbox? You're wanting to show your personality, tell all your services, and just offer a ton of value in that very first email, but you just struggle with what to say, how to word it, how to do all the things. Well, don't worry, boo, I got you. I have created a completely free guide of email templates specifically geared for photographers, but they kind of could benefit just about anybody if you tweak them right. But they are email templates, five different ones that you can use. Just copy and paste them either into your email exactly, directly, whatever, or you could put them into your CRM such as HoneyBook and tweak them. But these email templates are the five crucial ones that I believe every single photographer should have in their back pocket. Everything from how to respond to an inquiry, to a follow-up email, to what to say if you've been ghosted, what to say if someone just booked with you, what to say if you're requesting a testimonial after someone has worked with you. All of these things are included in this guide. I highly recommend you get it. Check it out. It's so crucial and it makes your life just so much easier. So if you would like to get your hands on this completely free guide, please head to sarahelrod.com slash email templates. That is Sarah with an H, Elrod, E-L-R-O-D dot com slash email templates. 
So one of the first things that I want you to think about before going full-time is to think about your finances. This is kind of the first thing that people tend to think about anyway. It's one of the more scarier things that I think hold people back from deciding to go full-time. Money is a huge reason why people either fail or they just never make it in business or they just never take the leap at all. So many business owners don't even understand how much money that they're actually making or spending because they don't keep track of it. Your finances are so crucial to having a successful business, but also for your own peace of mind. Most experts would recommend having three to six months saved up for any possible emergencies that could arise, especially in your first couple of months. It is nice to have that little cushion that you can fall back on if ever needed. And if you're looking for any professional advice on your finances, I would highly recommend speaking with a financial advisor if you have the means to do so. But if you don't, there's plenty of free resources out there on YouTube. There's plenty of podcasts that you can check out. So definitely do that. There's people like Dave Ramsey or Deeper Than Money, which are some of my favorite accounts to follow and listen to. Um, And you kind of just have to pick and choose because like some of them have very opposing views on finances. So pick and choose the things that you like and don't like. You don't have to stick to one person's plan for your money 100%. But that's why I specifically like financial advisors luckily Tyler's father is one so uh, we kind of lucked out with that but um, to talk to you personally about your own situation I think is super helpful but yeah so having an emergency fund is definitely going to be helpful if you decide to go full-time because it's nice to have that fallback just in case that can float you for a couple months while you figure out what to do next and then knowing your expenses is obviously a big one both your personal and your business related expenses. So you need to know how much that you're going to need to make each month to be able to afford paying all your bills. And don't forget that you need to be saving for taxes as well. So one thing that I used to do is keep track of any weddings that I had booked already. And those non-refundable retainers are very helpful. And you can even split up their total payment or their total cost for like in the case of weddings. Um, A lot of times people would book me like a year in advance. So I would break up their full payment into like three or four chunks. And that way, one, it's not as much of a payment that they have to make all at once but it's also nice for me because I can see throughout the year okay on this month I'm making this much from their payment and on this month I'm making this much from their payment so personally I've kind of liked that I used to do the thing where they'd pay me a retainer and then they'd pay the rest all at once but as I started to charge more and my prices got more expensive I realized that's a lot of money all at one time so I kind of give them the option but most people take the uh, payment plan And this, again, has also helped me figure out how much more I need to make to get by each month. So I would write down on a calendar, okay, I'm getting paid, you know, $500, a $500 payment on this month. And even if that month is like six months away, I can see that I'm making that much that month um, guaranteed for the most part. And so at that point, I know, okay, like, let's just say this is a made up number, but let's say I had uh, $2,000 worth of expenses every month. um, And I knew I was going to make $500. So I know at this point, six months from now, I still need to be making $1,500 more that month to pay my bills. So it just helps me prep ahead of time to start planning ahead to making sure I have those expenses covered each month as it comes before it comes instead of panicking uh, that same month. 
The second thing that I would recommend doing is having a backup plan before you go full time. So no, I'm not trying to be like a negative Nancy over here. And I fully believe with my whole heart that you will be successful if you work hard and you're determined to make this happen for yourself. But life does happen and we need to be prepared just in case the worst case scenario happens. And so having a backup plan written out is going to help you feel a lot more confident in case you have to go down that road. Um, so ask yourself things like, what would I do if this failed? And be as specific as you possibly can. Like, what would you do if you decided to go full time, quit your nine to five job and you failed? The business flops, nobody's booking you, you're starting to lose money, like whatever it might be, depending on whatever industry you're going into. But what would you be able to get your old job back would you have to find a new one where would you apply for these jobs what kind of job would you go get like literally write it all out like what would your kids do what would you do for childcare if you need to do childcare? i mean all of it like how would you pay your bills how would you survive if this fails and i know that can be scary it's scary to think about none of us want to think about failing but the more you're prepared for it one it might not even happen but if you're prepared for it it's going to be a lot less scary because you're going to say okay this is where we're at now and this is what we have to do so it could help you avoid a lot of panic and make more rational decisions um so just have a backup plan think about it talk to your spouse or your parents or wherever you're at in your life and i feel like i just want to add this little disclaimer in here but just remember that failure is all a part of growing and even the most successful people in the world are some of the biggest failures the only difference is they were not afraid to get back up and try again so if you fail that doesn't mean you fail at life that doesn't mean you're a loser it doesn't mean anything like that it just means that one particular thing didn't work how you did it it doesn't mean it couldn't work if you do it a different way or try something different or do something completely different in the future but um yeah i just i wanted to just throw that out there so don't 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 let it get you down if you have failed a business in the past or if you know you currently fail one or whatever um, I kind of hate the word failure lessons learned right they're all just life lessons so just keep that in mind when you are uh, planning out your backup plan the third thing to think about is your supply and demand or your clientele that you currently have so I want you to think about right now whether you are uh, working a nine-to-five or wherever you're at, do you have enough clients to take the leap or customers or whatever kind of business it is? Do you currently get booked out? Um, are you currently booking consistently? Um, do you see that changing in the next few months for any reason? You also need to think about the industry that you're going into. If it is something that's been done before or are you creating an entirely new business model? How do you know that that industry you're going into is going to have enough customers for you? All of that. You want to really get a clear idea and be honest with yourself. Um, you don't want to just like create this completely new business idea that nobody's ever done before and have no idea if anybody's even interested in it. Uh, you might want to be taking polls from people, asking your friends, your family, if it's anything that they would ever be interested in or whoever your ideal market is, talk to those people before you decide to take this leap. Don't just like quit for, you know, out of nowhere and assume that it'll take off because you really want to make sure that people are actually interested in the offers that you're going to be putting out there 
And it's also a good idea to be aware of any slow seasons that you might have throughout the year. Um, again, it's a little different for everybody depending on your industry. But as a wedding photographer, typically May and October are my busiest months of the year every single year. And November through February are my slowest. And this can, you know, sometimes change depending on what's going on. But for the most part, that's been pretty consistent for me. And it's good to know that ahead of time because I know that every winter things are going to slow down which is nice because I can take a break for the holidays but also if I need to be making money um, which I do obviously I still have bills to pay then I might have to offer different types of services or like change something up um, in order to book during those seasons and you know as a photographer too I'm fully aware that November through February 14th are it's that's engagement season and so that's when the most people are getting engaged, proposed to throughout the year. And so usually right after that is booking season. So it'll be really slow for like four months and then boom, March and April hit. And it's like you book things like crazy, or at least that's how it is for me. And then May, June, July, August, and September all the way through October are like usually crazy busy, um, which I don't know. I've always found that interesting. Like June and July, I always thought would be like the busiest months. It just seemed like that's like the standard busy wedding months. But uh, where I live, it is not. May and October are definitely busiest. But anyway, so think about your slow seasons. Keep those in mind as well. And uh, that's going to set you up for a lot more success. The fourth thing you need to be keeping in mind before going full-time is to get legal before you take the jump. Honestly, if you decide to start a business at all, even as a side hustle, this is advice for you. But before you go full-time, you are going to want to make sure that your business is absolutely 100% legally legit. Now, this means becoming an LLC or a sole proprietor, paying taxes, getting insurance, setting up any bank accounts you might need, and anything else that is specific for your industry that you need to get done. You need to do it. And I know it's scary. It can be intimidating. There are websites out there that can do it for you, like LegalZoom is a great one. Um, or you can hire an accountant to do a lot of this for you. Um, and it's inexpensive for sure. It's not always the cheapest thing ever, but it is the cost of doing business and it's what has to be done. And you, trust me, it's a risk you don't want to take. Far too many times do I hear horror stories of people waiting way too long to get this done and it bites them in the butt. We all hate paying taxes. I get it, but it is a part of owning a business and you need to be paying them. Otherwise, you could get slapped with some hefty fees. And it's kind of a misconception that you need to be making a certain amount of money to have to pay taxes on it. And I am no expert at this whatsoever, so take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But in the eyes of the government, you are a business if you accept $1 for an exchange of a product or a service. So um, chances of them actually coming after you for $1, probably not likely. Again, takes with a grain of salt. I am not giving legal advice. Disclaimer. Uh, but I have heard so many different numbers. Some people claim that if you make over $400 per year that they will come after you. Uh, some people say that if you make over $10,000 per year, they'll come after you. So 
extremely opposite sides of the spectrum and with that I just chose to not even don't even take the risk just don't do it it's not worth it pay the money pay the fees do what you need to do to get legit and you will feel so much better after it and honestly it's so intimidating and I think a lot of people have analysis paralysis is that what it's called where you are almost paralyzed by the scariness of it like the fact that you don't understand it and honestly I still don't understand it I don't really understand a lot of it but I hired an accountant he's awesome and after talking to him it literally made me I felt so good after getting off my first phone call with him I straight up went to him and was like look I have no idea what I'm doing like talk to me like I'm a five-year-old and he takes care of everything he is awesome a total game changer so you will feel so much better the second you just talk to somebody and they will you know their job is to help you they don't expect you to be an expert at this because that's their job so you know trust them trust the process find someone you like someone you can work with and uh, yeah definitely definitely don't wait on that one the fifth thing that you should be doing before going full-time is creating a marketing plan. So if you're ready to take that leap, you're ready to go full-time, then you need to make sure that you have a marketing strategy in place. And being present and consistent online is the key. So, you know, you want people to be able to find you. So having that online presence is truly what this all boils down to and personally I'm a big fan of content marketing which is essentially what all of social media marketing is right now um, but there's also like an added bonus to that I have done deeper breakdowns on this and uh, I will link them in the show notes if you want to check out where you can get more resources on that I have blog posts and other episodes for that so go to the show notes for this episode and I will uh, have those all linked for you but you should basically the gist is you should be creating content regularly and consistently i like to have at least one main platform such as a blog or a podcast or a youtube channel where you're posting one to two times per week at least typically i think a blog is the lowest hanging fruit and it's the easiest to get started with so maybe start with a blog and then you can use all of your social media platforms to build brand awareness and gain more traction onto those bigger platforms. You basically have people follow you and then you can refer them to these other sources of content. And it's definitely a good sign if you are feeling super confident in how you want to market your business already. Like you already feel like you have a good grasp on social media, what you should be doing. You feel like, you know, you could totally rock it if you just had more time. And the only thing holding you back at this point is time. You just don't have it with your nine to five job and family and all that. It's actually probably a good sign because that shows that you're ready to kick some butt as soon as you can step into that. And I'm also a believer that you can do, there's a lot you can do when you are still working your nine to five job and there's a lot you should do, like setting things in place, automating things, making sure your workflow is ready and good to go so that when you actually do quit your nine to five job, you're not having to like start from scratch on all that. So those are things that you could definitely be doing while you still have a nine to five job. However, when you are trying to do marketing and consistently showing up on social media, I think there's only so much you can do when you're limited on time. So the more time you can commit to running your business, the better off you're going to be. And that's kind of what I did. So I, I feel like I teeter back and forth because I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, quit your job and everything will be fine. 
but that's kind of what I did and it kind of was fine. So it is a calculated risk to take. Um, it's not one I would just go into blindly and assume that it'll all work out, but there is a point and a part of me that just believes in, you know, I have faith and I believe that God will provide and I prayed a lot about it. And so even when I wasn't maybe totally financially where I wanted to be to go full time, I just kind of took the leap and it ended up working out because I hustled like crazy to get it all off the ground. So you kind of have to be the one, you know yourself better than anything else, you know your situation. If you're in a position where you can make that risk and you know it'll be okay, this is kind of where all the other key points come into play. Have that backup plan and you can take the risk if you're comfortable with it. If you're not, then you know, figure out what steps you need to take in order to get to that point. But that does lead me to another point. Taking risks um, is kind of part of being an entrepreneur. Being a business owner is all about taking risks from time to time. And there's a lot of things that are out of your control that you're never going to be able to predict no matter how much you try to plan for them. But taking risks is also one of the only ways that you're gonna grow and take your business to new levels. So when you decide to do anything, make any decision in your business, if it's a risk, like sometimes you gotta just go for it. I definitely think weigh out all the options, look at the pros and cons of everything, really crunch any numbers that need to be crunched, talk about it with family and friends and people that are in similar positions to you and maybe understand where you're, what you're trying to do, all these things and really get everyone's take on it before doing it. But at the end of the day, it might still be a risk no matter what, but everything is a risk. I kind of believe that getting in your car and driving down the road every day is a risk. So, you know, you just gotta figure out what risk you're willing to take and which ones you're not willing to take and go from there. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope this was helpful for you and I hope it, I help it, I hope it helps you get a better idea of what steps you need to be taking before you decide to take that leap of faith and go full time. Uh, regardless of what you end up doing, I am so proud of you and I think you are right where you're supposed to be and that God has a plan for you and that you are doing the best you can and never forget that you're beautiful, you are loved and you are so supportive. Um, supportive. You're supportive. You are supportive by listening to this episode, but you are also supported. Um, and you can be even more supported if you join the Facebook group for the podcast. It's the Branded Cowgirl podcast on, on uh, Facebook. I almost said Instagram, but you can follow us on Instagram too. Wow, this outro is kind of all over the place. Sorry about that. I am just doing one take, so YOLO, I guess. But Join the Facebook group, follow along on Instagram. We are a community of badass Western businesses and women, men, everyone is welcome. Um, but I love you guys. Thank you. And I will see you in the next one. Bye, guys.